This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance Rahap podcast. We're here today to talk all about episode 19 of season seven of Happily Ever After, which is technically also the tell all no limit edition part two. It's a mouthful at this point, but I am, of course, your host and conductor of the Hot Mess Express, Pia Zambakili, ready to break down the second part of a four part finale tell all for this season. And with me today, I've got a lovely guest. She is one half of the Mess Magnus. She is one half of the Bojack Horse Pod, but she is 100% ready to take this journey with me. It is the one and only Kirsten McInnes today. Kirsten, how are you doing? Oh, yeah, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I'm also one of the very few people finishing this season of 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After. You know, it's a marathon and not a sprint. And I'll, we've had a lot of fallen friends along the way here uh, who did not end up making it to the finish line. But here we are in the final turn trying to hustle our way over to the finish line. Yeah, we made it. We did it. Just two more parts of tell all after this. And I don't feel accomplished, but uh, I really am. And like, even though I hate everyone, I'm into the show. I on Sundays, I'm like, oh, time to watch 90 Day Fiance. I don't know what I'd do without it. Yes, I. Yeah, for me, I'm taking this as, you know, it's like doing a lot of training before a boxing match. And then <laughs> knowing that once the boxing is done, I can have my cheat meals. I can hang out. And that's really what I'm looking forward to is that we're in the end 
game here. And honestly, these tell-alls are a lot more enjoyable than the rest of the season for me at this point, specifically this season, because it's just wild. It's fan fiction-y because you're in, you're put in positions where you're like, oh my God, am I actually agreeing with this person who have not liked for 18 episodes? I guess I am because they're talking about this other person that I do not like. So I do enjoy that part. And also there's a new season of 90 Day Fiance the other way around the corner with an all new cast. So I'm ready to move on to a new group of people after this. I'm so excited to see another new group. I think I've now watched a season of The Other Way, Regular 90 Day, and Happily Ever After. And I think The Other Way was far and away my favorite one. Yeah, I've looked at the cast. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll get to them in about a couple weeks here. I will say they look very messy. They look incredibly messy. They look like there's going to be some people we're going to be rooting against. But also, the unknown is what's appealing to me. And I think I'm excited to embark upon the unknown rather than the known, which I feel like I've seen far too much for far too long. If you think about it, 18 weeks in addition to the one week hiatus because of the Christmas break, that is 20 weeks. That is, and by the end of this, it'll be 22 weeks. That's almost six months. Yeah, that's five <laughs> that months. Is, that is almost half a year that we've had to go through Jeez, this, which is a lot. That is a lot. Oh, man. When you put it like that, it feels bad that I watched all of it. Listen, but we do appreciate your participation in both watching, dealing, and being here for this podcast, Kirsten. So let's kick things off. Where we left last week, we were in the middle of the tell-all portion, meaning the tell-all portion where they're in the studio and they're filming the tell-all. And they had gotten Big Ed's ex on on camera. They were talking to her. And they were asking her if she had talked to Big Ed recently. And she said that, yes, we have talked. Um, He's it's not true that we didn't talk. We have talked. He messaged me and I have screenshots. So they presented the screenshots. And in the screenshots, Big Ed had mentioned, you know, hey, how are you doing? I wanted to come to the Philippines to see you again if you're open to it. And the messages were from 2021, Kirsten. So the smoking gun is all there. And for him to say, oh, I like I just didn't remember if I talked to her or not. No, those are not questions that you forget sending to someone. Like, like, have you ever asked to visit someone in another country and then forgotten? I feel like maybe if it was like a blackout drunk text, but... (laughs) You then go to text someone else the next day and you see what text you sent that the night before. Mm-hmm. So you knew you knew and you were playing stupid because then, Kirsten, when Liz turns around and asks him, so you did talk to her. So you, this did happen. Uh, Big Ed makes a joke of it by saying me no speak English, which on behalf of every foreign person out there, screw you. Not funny. Well, it's just another uh level of insensitivity on par with when he was greeting Bilal in the last part of the oh, tell-all, right? Yeah, like I deleted that from my mind. <laughs> like He just, I kind of deleted it, and then when you and Sasha talked about it, I was like, oh yeah, and now unfortunately it won't leave my brain um, at the expense of you know, useful information I probably need to know. Uh, but it's he just is a really insensitive man who does not care about anybody but himself which is 
you know, why he likes Bilal so much. And it's just ugly. Everything that he says is ugly. And I don't mean physically. I mean, like, his spirit is just ugly. Well, it feels like they could, you know, I feel like anyone who's looking to study human behavior could literally take this episode as a case study for emotional manipulation, gaslighting, and many other things that I saw with Big Ed. Because he immediately turns this on to, imagine this audience. Big Ed is sitting there. His ex is on the big screen. She just told this room full of people, yes, this man did text me. Here's the message. Oh, and this man asked me to go see him. And he has said he didn't remember. He is now being confronted by this. And then he tells Liz, or he turns around to Liz and says, no, no, this is just who Liz is. This is how Liz behaves. Okay, Liz, keep performing, which we'll get into more later. Oh, man. Well, and then this is the other thing, too, is Sean asks Liz, well, how are you feeling? And Liz is just, you know, actually letting out, like, I feel like I don't have any respect. You know, I'm not feeling good. And he's like, oh, no, you can't fire me. I quit. Give me my ring back right now. And it's like (laughs) she was going to do it anyways. Like, you just wanted to have the power of saying it. Well, it's it's one of those things, right, where we've seen this trope on TV, movies. I've seen it firsthand with my friends where you're on the brink of getting rejected and then you reject first. So you're like, I was always going to do it anyway. So we're on the same page because I think there's something in human nature for some people who cannot handle being rejected, who think if I do it first, I'm standing on top, which is definitely not the case, especially especially in this setup. Where Big Ed in front of millions that are going to be watching the show and a couple dozen people in the studio has just been caught with his pants down and is trying to claim that, oh, I don't care, which makes no sense. And also, you know, we're not talking really about everyone else around them, but all of them are on Liz's side. Jenny calls it a terrible relationship. Yara has things to say. Everybody is on the same page here. Kim calls Ed a dick. At one point, which I was like, go off, Kim. Love yeah, that. Kim is literally like, you are an effing dick. Yeah. Like, seriously right now? Yeah. And then um, he, you know, Big Ed's defense was, I didn't deny that I was on a dating app. We were on and off a lot of time. This was probably when I was, like, single and we weren't together, really. But then later on in the episode, I want to bring this up now because I might forget later. Mm-hmm. Later on in the episode, Liz tells somebody that she noticed on the timestamps of the messages that that message was sent two days before he proposed to her, Kirsten. Uh, I'm, I feel so much pity for Liz. Like, it's so sad how, like, how broken down, like, how, like, cause so much obviously bad stuff has happened to her that it put her in such a vulnerable place for someone like Ed to take advantage of her and treat her so horribly that she, even still in this episode, after all of this, is like, oh, well, but I still love him. Like, mm-hmm. I, I want to marry him. It's so sad. Like, she's just been so taken advantage of. Yeah, so she feels taken advantage of. And when she says, I feel like I don't have any respect, like you mentioned, he asked for the ring back right after in front of everybody, got the ring back. Then they went to break, which it felt like Sean basically realized they just broke up. There's no point in 
pursuing the story anymore. Let's mm-hmm. leave him for now. They took a break. And, you know, we have a moment where Liz tells the cameras, I didn't expect today to go this way. Things have been going well with us. It's the best they've ever been, which a lot of people in the last episode were quick to point out. Yeah, maybe the relationship being we live separately, but we meet up every two days isn't ideal. It's just you uh, suppressing the things that you're not trying to confront about your relationship. But then Big Ed's dumbass in the confessional is talking about how he feels disrespected. He feels like Liz sat there and was played the victim when in reality, Liz literally was reacting to the fact that he had talked with his ex. So later on, Big Ed does mention that he felt like he was ganged up on by the entire studio and he wanted someone by his side, no matter whether he was right or wrong to, you know, be his rock. And she was not willing. I was like, yeah, why would she be? You've literally played her on national television when she's sitting there for an hour now talking about how this is the best relationship ever been. And there's these rocky foundations. There's this stuff that you've not disclosed because she also mentioned that when they were single, she told him everything afterwards when they got back together of like, yeah, this is what I did. But you were gone when we were separated. But he kept all this from her. So I don't see how Big Ed can even for a split second see himself be in the right. But this is also Big Ed. And I'm not surprised. This is Big Ed, who is the biggest fan of Bilal of everyone on the panel. So I don't think he exactly has good reads on anything. No. Well, Big Ed is an asshole. He's not a good person. Because the, like this is what he's willing to do on camera, right? What's he going to be willing to do when he's not on camera is how I always think of this stuff. And if you want someone who is going to be on your side no matter what, then you have to not screw that person over at every opportunity. Mm-hmm. You like you can't be like, oh, I need someone in my corner and then not be in anybody's corner. That's not how it works. That's not how relationships work. It's not how anything works. You like he treats Liz horribly and expects her to be like a dog who's been kicked and just come back to him. Like, sorry, that's not how it works. Well, and it also feels like anytime Liz is around people that will big her up or support her. He takes that as an offense because he thinks, oh, wow, I give you validation, but you want validation from these people. You must be performing. You must be you're putting on an act to like gain sympathy, which, again, I think is is ridiculous. But that is the reality of where we are with these two. Um, Well, and especially sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. If there's any time when Liz is performing, it's when she's trying to pretend everything is okay with Ed. Yeah. Yeah, it's like she's really trying to like at the very least seem fine and not break down completely on television after because mm-hmm. I feel like if any of us heard this news about our significant others, I'd be in a ball in the corner. I cannot hide my hurt. I cannot just smile and sit on stage as they move on to the next couple. And they're like, oh, oh Bilal and Shaida, how have you been? Meanwhile, I'm sitting there questioning everything that's happened in the last like year of my life like that is not easy even just like the intellectual like thought experiment there i'm like oh my god like i might cry right now and it isn't even real (laughs) like (laughs) like if that happened to me on tv like i i didn't cry on big brother canada i made it off stage I would not make it off stage in this. So imagine if after all the news broke down there, Kirsten, they had you sitting on stage for another 40 minutes 
Like that is, and then you have to like keep it together. It's a lot. It's a lot to ask of someone. I I wouldn't have been able to. I barely made it off stage. Yeah, it's like, uh, <laughs> get me off. Okay, exit stage right, please, right now. Okay, please. May I? Yeah. Okay, thank you. I, th- I, I mean, I'd be storming off like Angela. Yeah. <laughs> but you are nothing like Angela. So Thankfully. Thank yeah. you for saying that. Yeah, just, just so you know, just so you know what I think of you. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, so, you know, Andre is absolutely irritated by Big Ed. He says that he's a dirtbag. He calls all this bullcrap. Um, and then uh, what's it called? Liz mentions she how she felt stupid. Then Jenny comes up to them to her and says, "Don't get married." <laughs> I was like, Jenny, who was your person to tell you not to get married? Oh man, that you imagine this if Jenny had had someone to tell her not to get married. Too late for that. Too late yeah. for that. Unfortunately, much too late. Um, and then you know Yara's talking about how you deserve better. Then as everyone's comforting Liz and bigging her up, Big Ed enters the room. And the room goes completely silent in a very awkward manner for incredibly too long. Incredibly too long. And the only seat available is right next to Liz. So he sits right next to her. And I was like, oh, absolutely not. No one could get up and move so he wouldn't be sitting next to her. Uh, Yeah, I don't know if anyone realized that or just were too petrified of awkwardness to move a muscle. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. That would be, I cannot imagine how awkward it must have been in that room. Like, I feel like you could have cut the tension with a knife. Seriously, you really could have. You really, really could have. Um, okay, so then, then, uh, we did have Kim go over to visit Angela before they got back on stage because obviously Angela had stormed off. She went to Angela to basically confront Angela and tell her, Hey, I don't like what you were saying about Usman. And Angela said that, well, I think Usman used you. And Kim was the first one to be like, no, he didn't. So once she says, no, he didn't, lay off, Angela. How about that? I mean, what did Usman get from Kimberly? Really? Like, yeah, he got a couple of gifts. He got a PS5, but he gave a PS5. So maybe he just has a laptop now? He even, I don't think he re Okay, I, he did not re-gift the PS5. I think that he just got Kimberly to buy another one for him to give to her son. I see. So you think Kimberly's out two PS5s? Yeah, I think Kimberly has bought two PS5s and Usman has bought none. But I don't <laughs> I don't think that he re-gifted. I feel like if it had been a re-gifted PS5, that is gold for the show. They would have had like the box being open or like something to indicate that it was re-gifted because that's hilarious if it was the same one. That's true. That would have been a fun clown moment as well, potentially. And they like to clown um, on Usman. Yeah. So then, okay. So then now we get back to the stage for the tell-all after the break. And Angela's back on stage and their focus now has shifted. Sean is now addressing Angela and Michael. And this was basically the majority of the um, episode. They were the focal point of the story. And primarily the focus was on the last episode we saw. So let me pause down and say, this is my big issue with the with this 90 day season going as long as it did angela and michael had a lot of moments where angela was 100 at fault angela was 100 the person berating her husband you know throwing hands against her husband threatening her husband but every bit of focus for the most part had to do with the last scene we saw from the last episode 
which I'm not opposed to because obviously that's the part we got the least info from. But I did want to point that out at the beginning that it felt very lopsided and it felt like this was an attempt to have us sympathize with Angela. When in fact, I think Angela is an awful person and Michael is a bit of a douchebag and also is a bad person for what he did. Both things can be true, but do not try and paint Angela as an angel here. I, I was going to ask Puya, what blackmail do you think she has on the producers of 90 Day Fiance to get she the has, edit she got in this episode? Here's my theory. My theory is they see Angela as a ratings cow in that she will bring engagement, whether positive or negative. When Angela's on the screen, mostly negative, people will be mad, but also people will click and also people will dunk. So I think this is a ploy to keep Angela on this on the show in some way, shape or form, knowing how much Angela got pushed on, because I think there's a world where Big Ed might be leaving the franchise. I feel like after this episode, I don't think Angela's going anywhere. No, she'll be on single life, hey? Boo, but yes. <laughs> Boo, but very that's, yes. That's the only one I, I haven't watched, so I'll just keep that track record up. Yeah, Single Life, I after I finish this season, I will be watching the last season of Single Life to cover. Um, but she's not on that one, so I'm okay with that at least. Okay. So, you know, the like I said, the last scene we had seen was that Michael was cyber cheating with another woman. There was proof in the form of screenshots and voice notes of Michael talking to another woman. Yeah, he's caught in 4K. He got caught so bad so bad there's so much proof of his actions and then we learn a little a lot more about the story as it went along so here's the footnotes of what we learned we learned that michael was talking to another woman but he was talking to this woman while he was with angela like in person and then we learned that this woman is an american woman we learned that he invited this woman to nigeria for valentine's day and we also found out that he has messages where he has told this woman you know let me just get to america i'll come i'll be with you i'll just i'll deal with angie i'll deal with angela so you say 4k i say 8k but <laughs> <laughs> he got caught so badly that it created a new level of high definition video. Yeah, resolutions we don't even have access to yet. He got caught in. It's Only wild. dogs can see 8K. <laughs> this is a lot to stomach. Like this was a lot to go through. And the entire room I feel like was in the similar spot to us where I think all of them have been over Angela stuff. All of last episode they were talking about how we should ignore Angela when she comes in. And mm-hmm. the room did take a bit of a turn. A lot of people were disappointed, ourselves included, with Michael. Very much so. Well, just that one text alone, if they had none of the other evidence, that one text alone fully validates everything Angela did, right? Because they did show later the footage of Angela fighting with Michael by his, like, outside his house, Mm -hmm. and then also fighting with Michael at the bar for his phone. And when they, when Sean asked, do you regret any of that? She said, no, because I knew what he was doing. I fully knew that. And it was kind of shocking to me to hear the entire cast pretty much back her and say, yeah, no, your, your wife comes to see you. You should fully unannounced like that should fully be allowed. You are married. That's fine. I was like, why didn't y'all show the fact that she like, you know, was wrecking this guy's car? Like, why didn't we see that part? You, I mean, I feel like no one talked about the fact that she raised her hand at him. 
Yeah, I I feel like they even just like didn't show that part of the clip. No, too. they like, didn't. I it's think it's weird. Well, here's my thing, right? I think this is one of those situations where everyone in that studio is like, all right, Angela is trash. We know Angela's trash. We expect Angela to be trash. So we're desensitized because we've seen, we saw Angela get in Yara's face an hour ago. So we know she's trash. We already knew that. But Michael, our thoughts on you, we held you to high regard. We thought you were a prisoner in this, which you were, you are, but also you're doing stuff that's not cool either. And I think that's the thing. It's more of a huge disappointment on Michael than it was a, no, Angela's great. I think it was more so that is the way I'm seeing it. I especially for the people there, like the other people on the show, I think that 100% is a big part of it as well. Yeah. What I couldn't believe, and I'm forgive me if I'm jumping ahead too much, I can't believe they got one of Michael's relatives on the show being pro Angela. So, see, that was so last week she talked about potentially be having someone there who would give further evidence and back her up. And we speculated, is it Dr. Obang? Is it the Canadian TikTok guy that she's been with? Um, and no, turns out it's actually Michael's uncle who shows up and says that he knows that Angela loves Michael. He doesn't quite know if Michael loves Angela. And then he fully tells Michael, he's like, Michael, extramarital like relationships is a sin. You have sinned. This is blasphemous. And that is not okay. And Michael said nothing but yes, sir. And then later, when asked what he would do, Uncle Stephen said that he's going to let the family know what happened and have the family talk to Michael, the elders to talk to Michael. And again, Michael just said, yes, sir. Before they brought Stephen onto the screen, Michael won the award for worst excuses known to man. It's an imposter, Puya. It's an imposter was said. She was a fan. I was just being polite. Sir, you said you love her and you said you <laughs> wanted to see her for Valentine's Day. That is not even a Canadian is that polite. That is, is ridiculous. This is too much. Uh, no, too I, much. Was, I was just being polite. My favorite one, though, was when he was pushed to admit that he invited her for Valentine's Day. He's like, yeah, I did, but she didn't come. I didn't spend any money on her. I was like, that is not an argument that you think it is. You said come over. Yeah, I asked her to come over, stay at my house and sleep with me, but she didn't come. So it's we didn't fine. go through it. I didn't sleep with her. I didn't I, spend Valentine's Day with her. So I that's something I wanted to, but I didn't. Exactly. Like, geez, Louise. Um, and then Renee was also there. Uh, Renee, of course, Angela's friend who went to Nigeria with her. And Renee said that based on what she saw, she feels like Michael doesn't convey how much Angela goes to bat for her, uh, for him. And that she feels like Michael doesn't reciprocate that. And it's disappointing to see. She also said that she now feels like Michael has ul ul ulterior motives, which definitely makes sense given the information we got. Also, yeah. there was the breaking news of Michael. Did you know that Michael's back on Instagram? And oh. Angela was like, no, you're not. And then half the cast was like, oh, yeah, I've, I've seen him on Instagram. I saw I follow this account that told me it. I was like, oh, my God, the 90 day cast also follow 90 day spoiler accounts. That's what's going on here. That's they follow so these accounts. Funny. They're, well, I mean, anyone who's going on reality TV is thirsty for some kind of clout. And it's just unfortunate for these people that they've chosen a show where like look at some clout but not that much the most ridiculous thing to me 
is that we this is season seven of happily ever after there's been nine seasons of 90 day og there's been four seasons of before the 90 day there's been four seasons of the one the other way all of these seasons of 90 day and still we have people who are in relationships on the show falling for fans who are making accounts and dming them and sliding in and getting screenshots and giving them to these accounts to spoil out to like put them on blast and they still haven't realized that that's going to happen. That'll keep happening. Um, This happened with Colt a couple of years ago. Like this keeps happening. And I feel like it's surprising that it keeps happening. So I don't understand what's going on here. Yeah. I don't, I also feel like just the, the casting pool for this show is they are kind of like predatory. (laughs) So they're not getting, you know, the, the cream of the crop of people with, you know, international relationships. I mean, that's fair. Because <laughs> you and Liana aren't in the universe. You guys weren't on the show. So obviously no. they're not getting the best of the best. We would be entirely boring. Let me just put that out there. We would not be fun TV. Um, actually, it would be like, oh my God, look at these two people uh, actually talking about their feelings, figuring out how they can be better partners to each other and combining their lives. Wow. A, a unicorn in the 90 day universe. Yeah, you'd be the only one. <laughs> and you'd get more hate than anyone because they'd be like, yeah, why are you fighting? Fight more. They're so boring. That's like honestly the biggest compliment you can get uh, for your relationships. Authenticity, not so much for television is if you're called boring. You're like, OK, we're doing something right here. Literally. Yeah. So the other bit of information we get here is that uh, some allegedly uh, information that Michael may have been planning to send this woman money. Uh, so that is something that is that came up here as well. Um, like we said, when they showed the footage of Angela fighting with him, no one really saw that as a problem. Um, Bilal did say that he thinks that Michael loves Angela. He thinks he really does, but he thinks he loves the other woman too. So that is something that was there. Then Angela was asked about the visa status and she said, yeah, his visa status is it can come at any time. It's very much still pending, but it can come at any time and that they are still together. And then Angela left the stage again. Yeah, when she found out about like the details of the Instagram, as well as Michael having a secret bank account, that was enough. She broke down and took her shoes off and left. Yeah, which again, ultimately, I would say that I, again, uh, my firm stance is that I've always thought Angela is a problematic person and that hasn't changed. But also, I can fully recognize the heartache she is going through because, again, for the longest time, we were like, yeah, Michael does anything she says and loves her unconditionally. Michael, get out while you can. But now Michael has hurt her, right? Michael has fully hurt her. She went to see him. She slept with him. They rekindled. And then she found out the whole time he was talking to someone else. So that can't feel great. No. And just like you said at the start, multiple things can be true at the same time. Someone can be a horrible person. And from what we've seen, an abusive partner and their partner can also do bad things too. And I would be curious how much of Angela's bad behavior happened before Michael was like, okay, well, I'm going to fight back and also do bad things. Right, right. Um, All right, Kirsten, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we'll dive into the next couple that talked on stage, and that is Andre and Libby. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. So first of all, Andre and Libby, they had some drama. But, of course, Kirsten... We had to, unlike Michael and Angela, whose focal point of the story was the last thing we had seen, Andre and Libby, it starts off with something we saw in the beginning of the season and then never heard from again. Hey, uh, Libby, you you sing now, right? Can you sing us some some music? Can you sing Mary Had a Little Lamb? I thought when, when Sean goes, oh, um, like sing a song, like Andre, pick a song for Libby to sing. And he's like, oh no, whatever you want. And she's like, you're not really helping me right now. Uh, and also, I don't like to be put on the spot, but okay, let's sing Mary Had a Little Lamb. Boo. They should have made her sing Down with the Sickness. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> she has a good singing voice. Like, yeah, I don't think that that's all. up for debate. Like, is she one of the like voices of our generation? No, but she has a good singing voice. Uh, but I always find it very funny. Um, and in like when there's like a word like little when people really enunciate the t's and so while she's singing she's like little lamb and i'm that like oh my god hit why weird. i agree why are you saying the t's so strong it's weird it's an unnatural movement of your mouth and like i'm not a singer i would never try to pretend that i am but i grew up in a family with singers and i feel like you would never hear them making that choice because it makes your mouth like move weird and your air gets messed up it just is it's not right no definitely not right at all but yeah she has a good singing voice so we'll give her that and then we dive into a little bit more about their story and in order to do that you have to bring back charlie and you have to bring back becky so (sighs) the two siblings out of the three make it on stage here and Charlie fully does not understand that he has a drinking problem because to Charlie, everyone else drinks. So why am I the only one that has a problem? That's hypocritical. And I don't think he's grasped that Charlie, you drink every day and then you cause problems with your family because his argument was, 
you fought with my mom and you were drunk. It was like, I, he was having a drink. I think Andre is just loud and brash. Like he's always been with or without alcohol. Um, yeah, that is not an issue here. You give him one drink and he's probably going to lose like the millimeter of filter that he has. Right. It's not. It's not like it's changing who he is as a person or causing him to act any kind of way. Um, And it's just it's again one of those things when someone has a problem, they're not going to be able to move forward until they can admit that they have that problem. And he has not reached the point where he will be able to accept that. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, that when the season started, it was clear that the whole family was on the same page of they wanted to get help for Charlie. Uh, Andre even mentions in this episode that, you know, even your mom said you were an alcoholic. She told me that she wanted to put you in a facility to hold an intervention and then backed out. And I feel like that's what's given Charlie this leg to stand on is that everyone in his family put their guard down for that one birthday. And then he kind of reintegrated back with them with no consequence except for Libby and Andre. And he's like, if everyone else is fine with it, what is your problem? It is hypocritical for you to see me as a problem when you're the ones ostracizing yourself. And I feel like that's what uh, Charlie's holding on to for dear life here. But also this man said bro way too many times to the point where Andre mocked him for it. And I was living for that. I not to be too speculative, but I'm pretty sure that Charlie had been drinking and possibly using other substances before he was on stage for the tell all. See, I wouldn't be shocked if he had a couple bevies before he got on that. I wouldn't be surprised by. Uh, We didn't see any of it, uh, but I could see that. I could see that being the case. Although, actually, you know what? I don't because I feel like he, you know, you just talked about how Andre, like one drink removes this filter. One or two drinks for Charlie. He's walking and saying, call the cops. And then he's getting ready to like mud wrestle. So, yeah, I think he had a couple of drinks and then um, maybe think he had something to mellow him out. Another, is what you're trying to say. Yeah, another substance to mm. um, calm himself down a little bit. Gotcha. Yeah. So their story. OK, so their story wasn't all that interesting for a big part of it here where it was basically this whole like, you know, we want. You, we don't want to lose you as the family and you're keeping us away. Andre is manipulative and he's the reason why you've been away. And Libby keeps saying, no, we've had problems before Andre and you can't put this all on Andre. We have had issues and I have a clearer mind, a better soul. Now I feel better and I'm not as uh, stressed and, and I'm not having as many anxiety inducing moments like I did when we were as connected, basically. I loved when Andre's like, well, like, Charlie, you're like, you're no one to her now. You're no one to her. And he's like, no, like, I'm always going to love my siblings. <laughs> like, Andre, that's not true. Yeah, I loved, I absolutely loved that um, Libby made him walk that line back of like, no, 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 you're wrong here. My brother will always be my brother and I will always love and care for my brother, which I was like, that is very good. And I'm glad she said that now, you know, in the middle of all this, Big Ed calls Andre an idiot. And this comes back again. Uh, Big Ed has a bit of a beef with Andre and Jovi throughout the night, which was fun to watch later. And that is where I was like, I can't believe I'm rooting for Jovi ever. But this has happened because I, you know, Jovi over Big Ed. So uh, some of the other things that happen with Andre, he just throws whatever he can. He calls Charlie a broke ass. And because he, you don't even have a car. Like, all right, that's a weird thing to 
to roast them for? <laughs> I, you know what? Andre, when he's not backed into a corner, lashes out. So when he's like trapped on stage, he's going to lash out even more. It's whatever what he, he can throw at you. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. So then we get to the meat and potatoes of their story, which is obviously the fact that their immigration status was put on pause because they had to go in for that interview and then everything is still pending. And the reason why it happened was because potentially someone may have said something uh, to the federal government. There might have been a complaint made anonymously. So then this gets brought up and they show the footage of Rebecca making the joke about good. Hopefully he gets sent back. And then Charlie, I felt like snitched on himself here. Oh, a hundred percent. But wait, can we go back one second? Of course. So wait, Charlie's wife is Rebecca and then his sister is. No, Rebecca okay. is Becky. Rebecca is Becky. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Sorry. I was like, the wait, wife also both? said something, but I specifically was quoting the sister. Yeah, I think they didn't show the scene with the wife where they were like, well, and if we get in a fight, we'll call ice on him. Ha ha ha. Which I yeah, think would have been a much more that would have been a much more damning scene to show. Yeah, that would have been the smoking gun. I think they just didn't have the budget to to clear a tussle, and I feel like that would have definitely got a tussle going. Yeah, you're right. They definitely would have fought. You well, know, they also didn't invite the wife to the to the tell all too. I mean, they can only bring two guests per person. It's a Is, it's a packed house. Yeah, I guess they didn't bring anyone else. Um, they've they've had two guests for everyone so far, right? I think I think so. At least one on camera, one in the video, and then one in person yeah. or two in person. You're right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he's like he turned like extra red when this part comes up, and then it's like, yeah, well, I mean, if you're gonna be such an asshole, like I'm not surprised someone would call on you. Yeah, and then actually, you know what? No, Kirsten, they did have three guests because then. The new guest is going to be Andre's immigration lawyer. <laughs> Who do you think she got paid for the hour to be on here? Or do you think she, she had better have been paid at her hourly billable rate? <laughs> if the show didn't pay her, I guarantee you Andre and Libby did. Someone paid some money somewhere. And probably um, a, do we know the attorney's name? Uh, I wrote it down at one point, and then I got self conscious that I wrote it wrong. It was L, not Ellie, L, Ellen. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure here. I'm googling. Go for it. I wonder um, if I can well, find out her hourly right. rate. While you're doing that, I will uh, recant what happened here or retell. Anyway, so the immigration lawyer comes in to make one thing straight, basically explaining that. You know, there's a couple of things that can potentially put a delay onto Andre's visa. One being if his past comes up and he either withheld something or something came up that, you know, has criminal, uh, you know, things that could be related to it or someone anonymously tips the government on something. And then Sean keeps trying to, you know, indirectly ask, well, do you think someone in the family did it? And she mentions that what I would say about my client is that typically someone who's credible would have to do it. So family being the most credible and the whole time this is being stuff like this is being said, Charlie keeps saying, see, it can be anybody. It's not just family. It could be just anybody. Anybody could do that. And we find out also additionally that Andre was at one point in the States on a J one visa. And then when he was asked how long he was here and stuff, 
the lawyer steps in and says, uh, I would tell my client to not answer that question. So Andre was given some hold there while, you know, obviously all his status is pending. And when asked who believes there is a mole in Libby's family, a bunch of people raised their hands, notably Kim, Jenny and Liz. But my favorite part of the segment was the last bit. And she the the lawyer said, if I could say one thing that is I want to make sure it's known that it is a felony to make a false allegation to the federal government. That could lead you to be in some hot water if it turns out to be false. And the reason why I think Charlie said something is because he was sitting there fine. His legs started shaking uncontrollably Mm -hmm. the minute the lawyer got on camera. And he also had a moment where he's like, well, how would you know if it's someone in the family? If it's anonymous, you said it's anonymous. And it's like, "Uh, okay, (laughs) sounds like you put in the anonymous complaint, sir. Yeah. Oh, and my favorite line from Andre was played over and over, which is like, oh, oh, so so you're the bastard now, huh? <laughs> the, the second that Charlie said that, like, oh, well, I wouldn't be surprised that someone would um, call you in. I, Andre instantly was like, oh, you did it. I know now that you did it. I can tell that you did it. And OK, you're the oh, you're the bastard. Got it. Um. Also, it looks like his attorney costs between 200 to 300 per hour and so i'm assuming tlc probably paid for two hours i could see that i could see that and i mean i'm glad they did because i love this scene i this was my favorite part of their story otherwise it wasn't giving me anything one good thing it did give is that becky at the end of the segment kind of was talking a little bit sweeter to to libby and talking about how she doesn't want to lose her family and she's genuinely concerned that that was going to happen and then Andre says that he would definitely want to make things up with her. And then later, one on one, they talked and he said, we can communicate. We can keep it civil. We can talk. We can mend things. And then they hugged it out, which I thought was very nice. Yeah, I loved to see that. Uh, it it made me feel better about Same. the whole thing. Uh, you hate thing. You hate to see sisters separated. Yeah, I just I, you know, Andre and Libby have really only had Chuck this entire season it's nice to see at least maybe one more person in the family you know not coming into their corner because we're not talking about picking sides but at the very least being in a cordial position together well and i think that becky is kind of like the the queen bee i think if they can make things better with her they'll be able to make things better with probably almost all of them right all right so then yeah so then that covered the rest of the tell-all portion because Sean said that's the end of the first day. Good night, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. And then things got to where I'm assuming the no limit part of the tell all is, which is yeah, that's right. Out of the stage, like back at the hotel, wherever they're staying. And they had them all pair up to go back to the hotel. And Andre got paired up with Angela. Kim, Shaida, and Liz were paired up together. Um, Bilal and Ed got paired up together, which I thought, well. Bilal and Shada have each other. Why are they leaving separately? That makes no sense. But also maybe no one else would have sat with Big Ed. So. Yeah, it, I I think it was probably that Bilal was the only one willing to go with Big Ed and Shada was like, no, I'm not going with him. Yeah, that I mean, that worked out for them. That was good. Uh, we do find out that Liz, when asked how she's doing, we found out Liz and Ed had set their wedding date the week before the tell-all. Ugh horrible she just this is not how she thought the day would go and i do feel for her on that yeah 
And then we did have Liz and Angela bonding a little bit. I think uh, Liz told Angela that she had misjudged her, which again, I think it, it serves a lot of credit to the fact that the entire tell-all was focused on Michael being a scumbag, rightfully. But then that made Angela seem sweeter to, to them yeah. um, and misunderstood, perhaps. But then everyone's hanging out at this table, like on this patio, and Big Ed comes over to Liz and says, I'm sorry for today. And then they go upstairs to talk and he apologizes for what he said. And then he's like, you need to know where I was at. I felt like I was drowning and you were stepping on my head. I wanted someone to stand by me, whether I was right or wrong. And then Liz was like, well, I can't do that when you lied. And then Big Ed replied, Liz, I want you to take accountability for yourself. That is like, I never lied. I do also just want to point out, um, in the drive over, Shaida was like, you're so pretty. You have such nice feet and such pretty toes. And then at the event also was like, oh, you have such nice toes. Yeah. I just, if I had to see that, everyone needs to know what happened. But yeah, Ed just instantly deflects like, oh no, I never lied. You're putting on a performance. Like, I, I don't understand how he can do this on TV and think he's going to get away with it. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't think Big Ed quite cares. He made it clear that because uh, there was a little moment where they were talking about people online and trolls and everything. And Big Ed was like, yeah, I couldn't sleep if I saw what people said about me. So Big Ed doesn't care what people think. It's very clear. No, he he thinks that he can form other people's thoughts. Yeah, 100 percent. Well, he, he's so right. So he says this thing about uh, he wants her to take accountability for herself and then he's like, I'm not, I wasn't trying to lie to you. Number one, I don't lie. I was like, you just lied. He's again, he's acting like I don't remember equals to I didn't lie. When again, <sighs> we've argued that you should have remembered that that's ridiculous. And then he, this is where he brings up this new thing that he, she was starting to perform that when this all started blowing up and everyone's attacking her, him, she started performing and playing the victim role. And then she obviously rightfully storms off, which I did appreciate. I was like, do not stand there and listen to this nonsense, please. It's not performing when you are genuinely the victim in a situation. Yeah. Like, wh what? Well, you were performing the villain, Ed. So, yeah, she performed the victim. Because she was. Uh, I cannot. I cannot with, um, with this man. Uh, but, okay. So then, in, meanwhile, downstairs... Jovi starts looking for the Instagram account of Michael. They find it. <laughs> and then trying to cause problems. Oh, he's fully trying to like, what's funny is Jovi's moment hasn't come yet. He's already getting roasted. Every time he gets in someone's face, they're like, shut up guy who wanted to go to a strip club without his wife. Um, every time. So <laughs> once his story starts, I feel like he'll get some of it, but low key, I can also see Yara getting some heat for wanting to stay in Europe. I think that might not go as well as I'm hoping as far as, you know, Jovi gets slam dunked on, but we'll see. But Jovi finds the, the Instagram account and then they speculate whether or not it is actually Michael because, you know, we don't know. This could be the fake account, whatever, whatever, you know. It could be an imposter. It could be an imposter. Michael did say that, so it could count. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, and then Jovi and Andre were later seen talking and Andre actually calls Big Ed Small Ed, which got me a good chuckle out of me. So, like, well, what do you think about this whole thing with Small Ed? And Jovi and Andre were basically both very bothered that Big Ed would talk to his wife like that. Um, because, you know, you shouldn't talk to a woman like that is what Jovi's telling Ed as Ed comes in. And then Ed calls uh, Jovi a P word. Um, it's also rich for Jovi to talk about how you should talk to a woman when he has also been seen on this show talking in a not cool way to Yara. Oh yeah. I mean, he, let's, he hasn't talked as badly than, than if we're going to put them both on our microscope. Yes. Big Ed has definitely talked way worse to Liz than he has to Yara, but it's not like he is a model citizen here. Exactly. Yeah. And neither is Andre for that matter. No. So then in the midst of all this, you know, we have another face to face between Big Ed and Liz with Jovi and Yara, uh, Jovi and Andre in the background, kind of watching it all go down. Ed calls her a prima donna. And then, you know, she once again walks away and then she gives the best confessional of the episode, which is he is going to be alone. And the only unconditional love he's going to have is with the two dogs that we were supposed to share. Literally daggers it's done um but but remember angela and liz were bonding earlier and angela liz went downstairs and started crying angela was there to console her then angela came upstairs and this episode ends with angela looking down at big ed like sizing him up and my god we are about to have angela versus big ed and I've never been in a position where I'm rooting for nobody more than I am here. Literally, like, it's so horrible. I don't, it's like, I mean, do I want to see like, something bad happen to Big Ed? Yeah, but like, I'm not on Angela's side. No, this is like if Thanos suddenly joined up with the Avengers to fight another villain. And I'm like, you know, I don't mess with Thanos like that. but. I'm okay with Thanos doing some good here. I'm very okay with Angela putting Big Ed in his place a little bit here. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, it won't change how I feel about Angela overall, but yeah. Angela's kind of like the big bad here, and I'm very okay with her putting that to one positive use versus Big Ed after everything Big Ed did to Liz this episode. I'm very okay with that. And Angela has more clout with production as well. Yeah. So. So. It might be curtains luck. for Big Ed. <laughs> big ed big bye bye all right so <laughs> that about covers everything we see in this episode and the next time on 
it's a jumbled mess, but I've written down some highlights. Here's what you can expect to see. Andre versus Jovi part two coming up. Uh, Kim versus Big Ed coming up. Then we have the Kim and Usman segment. They're going to have their tell-all moment. Then we're going to have the Bilal and Shaida moment, which is weird because apparently, according to what Sean said, we're at a stage where Bilal wants to have a baby and Shaida wants to put off having a baby. So that's what we're going to be dealing with. And then also Jenny and Sumit are going to have their tell-all segment. And also Michael and Usman are going to meet up in person because Michael goes looking for Usman. But the episode makes it seem like they're going to fight because Angela was like, my husband will kick your ass if he wants to stay with me. Like, What is happening? What are we doing here? We'll find out next week. I um I do have one theory about the Blal and Shida of it all. All right, um, hit me with it. So I think Bilal was getting so much feedback about what Shida needs to be happy that he finally is like, okay, we'll have a baby so that I don't have to do all this other stuff. And then Shada probably is like, well, maybe I shouldn't have a baby with this guy because there's so many problems. And I think that will be what it is but i also believe that Bilal has had a uh, vasectomy years ago okay interesting i did see someone on twitter a uh, twitter on reddit that had found a screenshot of shaida holding her stomach in a way Ooh. and was like i think she's already pregnant and i was like i don't think that's the case so i don't think that's the case um i think i think Either the business has kicked off now, Shade has got her own business going, or something of the sort is what my prediction is that would cause her to want to put a pause to it, potentially. I just, I, she wants a baby so bad. Well, we, we want, maybe wanted. I guess, yeah, you know, people do change their minds. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. I'm very curious. Maybe I'm she froze curious. her eggs. Maybe. And so Maybe the rush happened. isn't there anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Oh, I'm seeing a picture. Uh, Bilal and Shaida met up with uh, Kobe and Emily from last season recently. Oh. Yeah, they big hangout. A weird group. No, but they were on the same cast for the previous season. I guess. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. What the story is tom- uh, tomorrow. I mean, next week, we'll find out. Lots of drama to come. Uh, I will be back with Rob Sester Nino to cover episode three of the Tell All No Limit episode 20, season seven, Happily Ever After, Nine Day Fiance. Cannot wait for that mouthful to be over. But for now, the podcast has come to an end. Kirsten, thank you so much, as always, for coming through and hanging out with us, sticking it through this tough, tough season to talk about it with us. Where can people find you? What else do you have going on? Thank you so much for having me, Puya. People can hear me every week with Sasha Joseph talking about celebrity gossip, trending topics, pop culture, all of that good stuff over on Mess Magnets uh, at robheswebsite.com slash messfeed. Next week, Sasha will be out. So it'll be me and Brian Scally covering all of the mess. So that will be really fun. And uh, to... Bojack Horse Pod is coming back soon with myself and Lindsay Wilson talking about Tuca and Birdie. And you can follow me everywhere at Kirsten Said What, including twitch.tv slash Kirsten Said What. Perfect. Thank you, Kirsten. As always, we really do appreciate it. 
Um, y'all can find me, of course, on Twitter at Puyaism. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. We have a good time there. I've got a couple of new things on the burner. So definitely come through, check us out. Would appreciate it. Uh, as far as podcasts go, I was recently on the Circle Roundtable talking this latest season of the Circle for week two on the RHAP network. And in addition to that, this week, Traders US is coming to Peacock and I will be there to talk through episodes one through 10 with Rob Sester and we'll be breaking it down. It's a two day marathon of an event. We're very excited to go through it all. So that'll be coming up this week. And then I will also be talking MILF Manor at the end of the week. That's right. <laughs> MILF Manor is about to hit our screens and I will be there ready to break it all down. So keep your eyes out for when that happens. Should be a good time. There's a lot to podcast about, but it's a lot of good stuff. So I'm feeling really good about it. I hope you all had fun on the journey today. We have arrived at our destination. We will see you next week. But until then, take care. Have a good one. Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.